This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with Lubbock Cooper coach Chip Darden. Chip, going into, I should know this because it's your first game was the first game my site existed. So oh. this is your fifth year? Fifth year, yes. Here we go. I had yeah. it right. Nailed it. And this, I wrote a little bit about this earlier. So it's a little bit different. This is a little bit more of a transition year for you guys. Not as many marquee names, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. as you have had your first four years, but knowing you, I'm going to guess that's a, and your coaches, that's a kind of a challenge you're embracing as you get ready to get this thing going. Yeah. That, yeah. There's a lot to that. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, it, it, it is different and we get a different crew, but we like them too. We, we think, uh, we think we got a, a group that's going to be fun to be around every day and that is going to compete pretty hard. We saw that in the spring. And, um, but you know, I think like if you analyze, and we can go through every position group, but you analyze position groups where maybe, you know, we're going to be inexperienced at one spot, but we're going to be more experienced yep. somewhere else. So um, it might look a little bit different, and and our strengths might be a little bit different, but we think we got a chance of competing. And that's, I mean, in the district that we're in, and, yep. and the teams that we play, that's that's what you ask for: be be in the mix somewhere, be in the fight every every Friday night. And I think uh, I think we got a group that's going to do that. One thing that's cool about you guys, and I mentioned this when we talked uh, right after the school year ended, is two of your guys that are well known are special teams guys that are as good as anybody in this. And and I know DB's also part of sure the, the deal. But talk about Cal Ritz and Cub Batten. I don't know that there's anybody better at what those two do in Lubbock. Yeah, as far as a return guy and a kicker slash punter. Yeah, you know, sometimes there's sometimes you might say if a if a kicker punter is one of your best players on the team, that's it's not good. News. It's not good for you, but uh, that's not the case. That, you know, we hope for us that. But Cub is a weapon, and I and I think it's a sometimes um, on an offensive side, it's people call it conservative and whatever. But there's times that him punting the ball was a weapon for us, and it mm-hmm. was good for us to put our defense in really good spots. But then obviously it's kicking and. Um, we just saw so many benefits from what Cub was able to do this past year, and, and now he's gotten stronger and he's, he's mature big. and he's big. And uh, we're trying to talk him into playing a little receiver or DB, but uh, he, he's that athletic that he can do that. But and then Cal changes the game. You know, Cal plays DB for us, mm-hmm. and he'll play a little bit more offense than he has. Uh, he was coming off of an injury last year, so we just we didn't want to push him too far. But we also think if he can touch the ball five to ten times on special teams that that's that's an offensive play right and gives us a chance so um it is we put a big emphasis on special teams we we practice it a lot we don't just you know roll the ball out thursday and kind of line up it's an important part of how we game plan and um so we want to put good guys on it but though they they do make it they make it um they make it you know they're dynamic both of those guys where i think it's instead of a um Throwaway play, or just let's just let's get the offense out there as quick as we can. We're we're trying to score on return game, yeah, and, and we're trying to make something happen with our kicking game. So that, having two guys like that makes that a lot easier. I've been doing this for thirty some years. I don't know if I've ever asked a coach to talk about special teams guys first, but yeah. that's how good those two in particular are. Yeah, they are, and and I think you mentioned Cal playing DB. I think. Uh, He's going to have a really big year there. Just same thing coming off of that injury this past year. It took him we, – we felt like it took him the non-district until he really started getting comfortable. And, and I think 
Um, his best games were towards the end, and I, I think that that's just going to help him this year. He had a great spring. Yeah, he was pretty comfortable on the track. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's made him gain some confidence and um, going to be a, a fun year to watch him play. Well, let's go to the more traditional. Let's talk about your offense. Tyler was just a grinded out, typical – I say typical, and I mean that in a positive way – high school quarterback who just made decisions and did good things. You had – there's a whole lot of new there, yeah. Kind of in charge of the offense. What are you looking at there? Yeah, there, there's still a battle going on. We we had some guys battling it out, um, and, and in the spring, and I thought we we got some really good out of the spring. But we also had guys that were playing baseball still. Right. Um, we we've had one that moved in, so some guys that hadn't got reps in a team setting. So really, we're we're not going to know. I think. Um, exactly how the quarterback position is going to play out until after scrimmages and um you know we'll kind of tweak that offense a little bit so asking them to do a little bit more and we, we need live reps and that's that's going to be the best way you know seven on seven doesn't do us no. the best we we need live reps and a lot of times that that may be a red flag but not that to me that's not with you guys because as you mentioned you had I'm going to mess it up. Jake Qualia, mm-hmm. the right one. Yep. I, I called him Will a couple times in the story. He's gotten yeah. folks mad at me. But you got Jake Qualia, who was a stud on, on the baseball diamond, so he was yep. busy. Um, the young man who moved from Iowa, mm-hmm. what's his Mal- name? Malik Epps Keller. That's somebody you don't you don't count on until they're here. Right. Yep. And then you had other guys doing different things. So this, to me, it's not a – what's the old coach's cliche? If, you, if you've got three quarterbacks, you don't have one. Well, sure. You may have three quarterbacks you just don't know yet. Right, and and we and, and we there's four battling and you know add, adding uh, Ryan Rodriguez and Cade Bull into that mix and we just we we feel good about the position. We, it, it, you're right. It's not a uh, there are times that you've got a lot of guys battling. You're going crap. One right. of these has to be ours. <laughs> right. We're the other way around. It, it's it, we feel like all all can make an impact and. You know, ultimately we got we'll go with who we think gives us the best chance to win games, and, well, and that's that's a uh, I guess a cliche to say, but that's it. I mean, it's it, it's uh, who can run the offense the best, give us the best chance of winning. And we'll take some cues from your friends across town at Friendship, who went through a stretch where they couldn't keep a quarterback healthy. Now Jay Northcutt's kind of got a he's going to be mad if he hears me say this an embarrassment of riches at quarterback where right. he's got the top returning quarterback in 6A in terms of yards per game, Hudson Hutchinson, got two other guys he's going to try to get on the field who probably could start a lot of places. Sure. You guys could wind up in that same spot where you're yep. putting that kind of athlete in different spots on the field. Yeah, it's a good it's a good problem to have. It really is. And and you, you hate that, you know, that's a position that you don't rotate guys a whole lot. And, um, you know, you, ha- you hate to sometimes make those calls and have to have to tell three guys that are really good football players and really good kids, hey, you're, you're not the guy, but um, it's competitive athletics and, and the guys know it and it, it's fun to watch them compete. So we, we, hope, we hope we're good at that position. And um, you're right, Tyler. You know, I think if there's one thing I hope they take from Tyler Sproul is his competitiveness. Mm-hmm. That sucker was a competitor. And um, anyway, he'll, he'll be missed, but I think we're going to be okay at that spot. Well, I know you've had about three in a row like that when you talk about at the quarterback position. I, I would think that's become a 
something that guys follow when they see what your your quarterbacks have been like the last several years. Yeah, you you kind of have to. I, I just think in general, and I, I mean, you mentioned you know friendship, but I feel like there's been quarterbacks in Lubbock that just are that way. I mean, and I think you kind of have to to play that position. Yep. You're you're not going to be very good if if you're not a leader and not not pretty tough playing the position the way the game is now. So um, we hope that keeps up. You ran the ball a little bit by committee at times last year. What's it look like in the backfield with the whoever the quarterback is going to be? Yeah, you know, um, Jackson Austin was one. We were kind of watching some film actually today about how he was uh, – it took us about three games to really go, okay, we, we've got to really feature him. Um, the Matrix guy. Yes, I told you after one of those games, he did something out there, and I was like, what what just happened? It was wild, and sometimes he run he would run the ball early. You know, he's a sophomore, and would run the ball. And I mean, the cut was not what it's supposed to be. Right. He make something happen, and uh, so him him coming back, I think we would like to utilize him in a lot of different areas, move him around a lot, play him in the slot, and, and hand it off to him. And then uh, Jaden Hibbler was was a um, offensive MVP of the district, and he's just pretty dynamic. Um, and then Caden Stanzioni was one that uh, he kind of battled some injury last year and even this spring. But um, what I was mentioning earlier about watching film, we're watching some film, getting some tough yards, and just has played a lot of a lot of football. And he's played a lot of varsity football. So we we, we like it. We think we maybe are, are pretty explosive um, in the backfield, and um, that you know if if you're it gives you a chance if you got somebody that can make some you know one guy miss uh, it just gives you a chance and uh, that's the name of the game now is explosiveness you know it's not first downs and penetrations like back in the old days right. it's it's explosive plays and so uh, we think maybe we're going to be a little more explosive and i think from the first year when you had Nehemiah and isaiah you guys have never been shy about hot hand mixing it up different kinds of looks in the backfield yeah, sometimes that's hard, and um, you know that year, that 2019 team had five running backs that were really good, and uh, it, that was tough sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the deal. It's a, I think what's neat about it is, and you know, we're not any different than anybody else in West Texas that we want to play 16 games, and that, you know, if if we're giving somebody the ball 45 times in week one, it's probably going to be hard in week 16 to yeah. to do that, and so. We like to get guys in a rhythm and, and not just wear them out early in the year. But at the same time, that, that's exactly how it'll be. Somebody's got the hot hand; they're gonna they're gonna stay in and, and get some of those carries. So when we talked in the spring, offensive line, you almost were in a wait and see mode. How's that kind of evolved now these last couple of months? Yeah, it, it's going to look a little different. Um, we we had one of the I hope I coach an offensive line as big as the one we had last yeah. year, but. I don't, I don't know that I ever will again unless maybe maybe we're coaching in the NFL one day or something. <laughs> but they were they were just different. Um, so it's going to look a little bit different. And I think for us, you know, as a coach, you get very comfortable with having some of those guys and be able to call some basic stuff that you know they're going to get some movement. And um, we might not be quite as big, but we also feel pretty good about them. And, you know, Holton Hendricks coming back, this is his – he actually played a little bit as a freshman, but third year as a starter, um, his experience and his leadership, I think, will be key. And um, and then, you know, we've got some other guys that have played a lot too, and some of them in a different role, kind of a last year's kind of sixth offensive lineman was Makai Garman, and we had some packages where we six offensive linemen, he came in, and then he spelled some guys, and 
he looks the part. Like he's grown up a lot and I think matured a lot. But um, we, we, we think that they can be pretty good. Now, I, I do think, are they going to be as far along week one as last year's? Probably not. We were so experienced last year and had four seniors starting. And so, you know, I, I'm hoping our offensive line week eight has improved a ton from week one. And, uh, and I think they will. Where will Holt move? be or will he move yeah he's moving we, we in the spring we tried him uh, pretty much every position so he you know he played mostly guard last year was a tackle his sophomore year and he worked at those and then he even worked some center this year so we're we, our our idea is how do the five best how can we get the five best out there and and what's great about having somebody like holton is if there's another center that's part of the five best we can bump him somewhere else so um we'll just find the best place for him it's very reminiscent of Isaiah Kemma at mm-hmm. Friendship, yep. where he was the guy, but he could also kind of be the – got mad when I called him the mother hen, but he could kind of squawk sure. at the younger guys and say, hey, that's not the way you want to do it. You right. And they're going to listen to Holden, yeah. just like the Friendship sure. guys. I'm glad Isaiah's not back, by the way. <laughs> I understand. He's a good, good football player. Yes. Uh, they're going to find that out in Stillwater, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's good to have that one guy. If you're not going to have – all five of them back. At least you've got that one guy that's been through it for right. quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think that's just so valuable. And we saw that some last year. We had some guys that were that way that brought newcomers along. And um, I think Holton will do that. And just being able to move around is just huge. You're going to have to fling it once in a while, even with all the good running backs. Who are some guys that are kind of the targets for the quarterbacks? Yeah, Sam Marcinkowski has been in that name we've had for a yeah, while. It's like – yeah. Is there like a family of nine of those guys? There's, there's, you know, Ben was a three-year starter, and then now Sam, this will be his third year of, of being a starter. and um, So he's just one. And what's great about Sam is he can play in the slot, and he's, he's explosive, but he can put his hand in the dirt and, and be a while off. And I think being able to move him around is can put defenses in a bind at times. Um, so I think starting, you know, with him – uh, Jaden Kenner was one that um, he had a few good games last year and some plays that you kind of went, okay, there it is. But his best game of the year was against Alito, our, our last game, and, and kind of saw him out in space and what he can do. So excited to see him. He's moving positions, kind of moving to an outside receiver. And um, I mentioned Jackson Austin, but um, Archer LeFevre, who you might remember his brother yeah. being a quarterback, he, he's going to play in the slot. And he's kind of like Holton that – he can, we could put him in any receiver position. He'd play it and know it just fine. So we, we think there's a there's a group of guys. Uh, Michael Deaver's one that I didn't mention that play outside receiver that just was a, a – has a, I think we've got kind of like saying the running backs, we've got a chance to be a little more explosive and name of the game. And I think every coach, when you say, you know, evaluate your season, what do you need to get better at? I don't think there's one coach in the country that's going to say we need to be less explosive. They right. all say, how do we get more explosive? And that's So, you know, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, and I, and I think we've got some guys that can kind of take the top off. So go to the other side of the ball, and I said this to the Trinity, coach, Trinity Christian coach today too, as much as you guys have been effective on offense the last couple of years, when I think of you guys, I think of how good you've been on defense. So that's a lot. Of, that's that's a, that bar is pretty high for those guys. No matter how many years they've been around, who are the guys over there that you need to lean on? Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you say that. Like we, we kind of have a saying in the program that we want to win with defense, and it's it's kind of our philosophy and how we want to play. It's different than a lot of 
you know, this day and age is just kind of different, but we want to win with defense. So um, Chris Carrillo is one that um, has played inside linebacker for us, and same deal. He's been a, a three-year starter, um, battled a couple injuries and, and gotten through those, and um, we're going to tinker with him um, at a different position, kind of play outside, and um, it's been really good. It was a good spring and good summer with him, kind of seeing him, and he just looks different. He, he's – his body looks different. He's mature, and he's going to be a force. Um, Cole Stanzioni was an inside linebacker last year, and, and Hudson Cross also. They Those two guys, it was kind of like whenever they got their opportunity, they made plays. Hudson Cross, I think he started one game at inside linebacker when we had an injury, and he had 17 tackles and you know, just made made the most of his opportunities. But those guys, and we met, we talked about Cal Ritz earlier, but uh, feel good about the secondary. Uh, Cole Katara is one that got some good reps last year, and then Derek Butler, same thing. Those those guys at corner, I think have a have a really good chance of um, making some impact plays and not just being guys like they can make impact plays. And I I know I'm naming names and I'm gonna forget people, Thanks. but um, th- those guys are leaders you know I think that's one of the big things that I see about them they're leaders of this team they're gonna they know the tradition they, they do and and it's sometimes it's a heavy burden but I, I think they they love it and they they want that they want some high expectations and um, so and I think overall in our defense we I think we're going to be a little bigger than we were last year that was one thing we were a little undersized I think we're going to be a little bit bigger um, and got depth, especially in the front seven. And that's, to me, that front seven depth is crucial. To, what it was impressive to watch last year is your guys learned not how to not lean on two guys that are in the Big 12 now. Sure. They're gone. You can't lean on them. They kind of learned on the fly. And this seems like maybe the residual or the next step for that group. Yeah, that's what you hope. And I think I, I do think we saw that early, you know, the first few games of the season that it was – and you don't – you know, you don't plan on missing two guys that are playing the Big 12 until all of a sudden somebody hits you out in the mouth yep. and they, they score a couple touchdowns. And now it's like, well, who who do we look to, you know, when those guys aren't there? And I think that's what was great about non-district is watching our guys – kind of figure that out and figure out who's going to be that guy and then by the end of the year playing really good defense so um yeah you know we lost some good players from last year too and i and i I think we might have to go through some of that same stuff who's going to be the guy that rides the ship who's going to be the guy that motivates everybody and that's that's part of it that's that's part of the fun i think of of what we do and and being around it's kind of seeing who takes those roles you kind of touched on this in your district tascos is going to be good because Tascosa seems to be good all the time right yep. now. You've talked about Abilene High, how they kind of made up an impact last year and they have a lot of guys back. Those may be the two teams that everybody's kind of looking at. Here in Lubbock, the three teams here, it's going to be pretty interesting to see you three kind of slug it out in those three games this season. Every That's the thing. Every game we've had with Coronado and Monterey has been – a great game and it, it you, you go back to shoot I, I remember the first year we played um, some of those like 2014 2015 like it, it didn't matter which side maybe had more talent or had more wins or whatever but we we teed up and it was a great game I, I think one one that I can think of where Coronado came in here and, and beat us pretty good is about the only one I can think of that, in my first year I yeah it was a uh, 
Saudi Roberts and yeah, it was a they, they, they got after us. But every other game that we've had with Coronado and Monterey have just been great games, and I, I think it's the same. Like those are the easy ones, motivation wise. Our kids, you know, and I mention this all the time. Our kids know their kids, and we, you know, there, there's familiarity there. And um, but those are just part of it too. And, and I think that's why, you know, we try to schedule games like friendship and non-district and rider yeah. where we're ready for those high emotional games. And, um, and then you mentioned, you know, Tesco Sabling high. Abilene high was one last year that I know our coaching staff circled when the schedule came out going, this is one that our fans, our community might not know a whole lot about. Right. I just think, Oh, it's just Abilene high. I don't know anything about them, but the tradition that they've got there and uh, the brand of football that they play is, is really good and so wasn't any surprise to us that how they you know fared in the district but then you know the sneaky one I think Zamorla High um, they last year kind of up and down whatever but that that's the same as Abilene High like that is a tradition rich school a coach that knows how to coach ball and has a um, a culture that's really good and so I it's it's a battle every night and it's I mean I know I'm biased but I don't know that there's a district in the state that has you know that that seven teams that just are all really good yeah there's no you don't get to coast any week no and that starts with week one you don't get to breathe that easy yeah absolutely and that's you know kind of why we schedule that way we try to try to get ready for district and you don't want to go oh and four in non-district you want to you want to go four and oh but ultimately you want to get better and make sure that when you get in the district those games have helped you